Hey guys, welcome back to the I-76 podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Spencer. And it is officially our spooktacular episode. Browns Steelers week, baby. We have a packed freaking episode full of just a recap of the past couple of days and whatnot since we last talked to you guys. An interview with the Ashley Collins of yes. the freaking Drennan show in Cleveland. Emmy winner. Let's Emmy go. winner. Emmy winner. Uh, no, she's like a, a real person, and we <laughs> and we're just two dudes in our basements. It was not a robot. Um, and we finish off with Halloween uh, music talk. So we got we a packed do. episode today. Yeah, I uh, speaking of Halloween, I'm just gonna. I'm not, I don't have much to say about it, but I saw the new Michael Myers movie. Yeah. Uh, it sucked. Wow, that, that movie would have sucked. Wow, I never would have believed that. Yeah, believe it or not, uh, it was about Michael Myers fighting the Anthony Michael Hall, the nerdy kid from Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going to spoil it right now. That kid does not win. Um, no spoilers, but like, do they leave it open for more Michael Myers movies? Yeah, but I don't want one. But they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, they will anyways. Well, I, I'm more of a, I'm more of a. I'm more of a pinhead candy man type of guy. <laughs> well, hey, Spencer, after the past couple of days, I'm feeling pretty good because I officially did not tear a hamstring at my alumni soccer game. Okay, so you could start for the Cleveland Browns this weekend is what you're saying, because everybody we have is has the plague. So my soccer alum game at Walsh went like great. It was like so much fun to be out on the field and everything because it's a new turf field and whatnot. But like. There was one one run that I made at the very end of the game where I went into the corner to try and like keep a ball from going out of bounds. My hamstring tightened up and I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm an old man now. I'm 24, but I'm an old man. I can't. Yeah. No, uh, uh, I hate to break it to you, Dave, but I think that you and I both peaked athletically. <laughs> yeah, I can't really argue with that. Yeah, I mean, I was a dog in eighth grade basketball, but, you know, I've... <laughs> no, I, I take that back. I played some I played some defensive good second base in high school, but I just couldn't hit anything. But my defense was elite. But <laughs> I was like a post World Series Kipnis. Right. <laughs> is that is that fair or Cesar Hernandez? No, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, all right. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, Dave. I think we peaked. I think it's time for us to give it up and, and let myself go and look like Mama June. <laughs> But yeah, and in addition to having a great time, the alumni game, uh, Pitt freaking football coming off of a huge win against Clemson. Dave, that damn Kenny Pickett. I say it every week. That damn Kenny Pickett. So, yeah. That uh, damn Kenny Pickett. Pitt pulled off the win against Clemson, 27 to 17. Uh, I think this was like the first game that Clemson lost by double digits in like years. Like it's been a minute. Um. Yeah. Spencer, did you see that tweet I sent about Nick Saban and Pat Narduzzi from Pitt? No, I didn't see it. What did you say? So, head coaches with multiple wins against Clemson in the past six years. Pat Narduzzi has two wins. The only other coach, Nick Saban. He has two wins against Clemson. Hail Saban. <laughs> so, uh, Those t-shirts little, are coming soon. That's a little bonding point we could have between Pitt and Bama right now. Yeah, all, on top of that, apparently... When you see all these graphics about college quarterbacks on um, Twitter right now, always the only two guys who are in every graphic because they're so freaking baller are Kenny Pickett and Bryce Young. Kenny Pickett came out of nowhere the past two weeks with all these graphics, though. Like, there was a minute where, like, 
the hype started building up. But after this past week, he has been like the talk of the town with college football. Yeah, and I mean, with all the graphics I've seen him on, I'm surprised nobody's edited him in a Miami Heat jersey yet. Oh, God. Just Kenny Pickett and Jimmy Butler. Oh, God, and no. bam. <laughs> Dude, I I think I love Kenny Pickett, and I'm not even a Pitt fan. He's a really entertaining guy to watch. Like, he doesn't even have to have statistically the best game, but, like, he, he's a fighter. Like, he can run people over for first downs and whatnot. He uh, he just, I don't know, He, he he's a fighter. And not to just like shoehorn Bama in there, but him and Bryce Young, they just know, understand their offenses. And they exactly. fucking fantastic doing it. And, and, um, yeah, dude, I'm I'm loving college football. I wouldn't be if I was a Penn State fan. Um, nine overtimes. Oh, my God, dude. How does that even happen? So I'm not too familiar with the roles of college overtime, but like, I don't. I, I didn't watch. It. I was watching the pit game, honestly. I don't know, but the college football overtime rules are weird. But yeah, nine overtimes doesn't even matter about overtime. Pitt, Penn, Penn State lost to the Fighting Illinois from Illinois. The, yep, the, fight, they, the Fighting what? Illinois. Is that what they're called, dude? The Fighting Illinois. Why did I not know that? I feel like yeah, that's... no lie. <laughs> we need to do an episode where we just talk about the worst team names in sports. We absolutely should, um, but. Yeah, Penn State got a huge loss. Pitt is currently ranked above them in the AP poll, so loving that right now. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a solid couple of days for me going into uh, Browns week. So, uh, What's a Pitt ranked right now? So in the AP poll, which is the only one I'm paying attention to right now, they're ranked yeah. 17th. Well, Bama moved up to three this week. And Alab- or I'm sorry, Oklahoma dropped to four, and they're undefeated. I don't know how it works, but I'm very happy about it. <laughs> and I mean, Bryce Young, man, he. I haven't watched too much Ole Miss this year, besides when they played Bama. In fairness, but I mean, how is he? He might be the best quarterback in college football. Bryce Young, I think. And I, I'm biased, of course. I'm biased, of course, but. No, um, and I'm not going to prop Kenny Pickett up to be the number one freaking player, but he has been, he's, he's up there. He's putting up video game numbers right now. He is he, up there. And if there's one, like we talked about this last week, if there's one game that these um, professional coaches are going to look at, it's going to be this game against Clemson because they have an elite defense that Kenny Pickett exposed. Wait, timeout. This is totally off subject because I'm watching game one of the World Series. Uh, Guardians legend Eddie Rosario with a base hit just now braves up three nothing over the Astros. Um, if you were to tell me earlier this year that Eddie Rosario would be on a team in the World Series, uh, this is not what I would expect. But here we are. But uh, yeah, college football uh, shit's getting real this week, man. Sorry, I did try. I, I, I <laughs> what a up, transition! <laughs> I pulled up the schedule and everything. Shit's getting real, man. Michigan, Michigan State, six versus eight. Some of these games yeah. are insane. I think I have Michigan State winning. I had I have no quarrel with either team, so I, I'm just other than Harbaugh with Michigan. But I mean, uh, I yeah. don't I don't dislike OSU. <laughs> I always like them more than Michigan, of course. Michigan fans are annoying. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Michigan State either, though. Yeah, well, other than that, we got Mississippi Auburn. That's going to be a banger of a game. Penn State, Ohio State. I hope the Buckeyes put up 80 points on James Franklin's stupid ass. I do too. And I'm also a guy who's not completely sold on CJ Stroud at all. 
Um, but the big news from that game is that Ohio State's wearing their Kool-Aid man uniforms, as I've been calling them. Is it just all red? It's all red. Going out there like a couple of bloods. They shot Ricky and uh, Boys <laughs> in the Hood. You ever see Boys in the Hood? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Spoiler alert, Ricky dies. But uh, I honestly could care less about the game because – I'm neutral with Ohio State, but I don't like Penn State. So right. I hope Ohio State wins. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly over neutral with Ohio State. I, I like them, but as, I don't really care about them. As I've said before, I have no beef with Ohio State. No. Because, I mean, after going to college in Ohio, I kind of got a newfound appreciation for them. But yeah, um, my, par- my parents are Ohio State fans, so. Right. And, I mean, to me, Ohio State fans hate Penn State as much as I do. So another point I could bond with them over, I guess. Well, I think after 10 years ago, the whole country hates Penn State. And I, with people like me who have no beef with them prior to that, that still stands. Yeah, definitely so, true. Yeah, so I will never like Penn State. <laughs> and I hope they lose by 160. <laughs> but, yeah, what else we got going on in sports right now? I'm trying to think. The World Series, you moron. The World Freaking Series. Yes, we are diehard. This is the Atlanta Bravecast. Yes, this is officially an Atlanta Braves fan podcast for specifically, the next week or two. Specifically Guardians legend Eddie Rosario. Yes, big fans. Dude, so I'm not saying the Indians should have... Oh, home run, baby. 5 nothing Braves just now. Let's go. Who had it? Uh, Who was that? Hold on, let me see. Oh, it was Duvall. Adam Duvall. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. God, I, I hope the Astros get swept. I know it's not going to happen, but I, I would pray that that would. I, yeah, I agree. And I'm just happy that the Dodgers aren't in. I'm so sick of them. <laughs> and yeah, though I'm cheering for the Braves, obviously, the I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if the Astros won. And hear me out. Um, First of all, the marketing in baseball is garbage, as we know. And I think to just further establish a villain in the Astros like we are right now. That might be good for the game. Also, Indian slash Guardians fan, I'd love to see Michael Brantley get a ring. And Phil Maton, like, what the hell? Sure. And Dusty Baker, legendary Hall of Fame manager, in my opinion. I think he deserves a ring because he was with those teams with Sosa, Barry Bonds, uh, started his career with Hank Aaron. So I have respect for Dusty Baker. I'd like to see him. At some point, get a rank, but I'm cheering against him. So don't get me wrong. Um, I do not like the Astros organization whatsoever, but I think oh, I've fuck no. I think I've mentioned before that like as time goes on and more players kind of move in and out of that organization, they'll become a little bit more likable because yes. a lot of it in, until that main core like Altuve and whatnot leave, though, I'm going to hate them and I will yeah. continue to hate them. And uh Korea and all that. Yeah, but... of course. Yeah, I mean, over time it'll die out, but this is like the Black Sox scandal of our lifetime. And True. Uh, yeah, I'm cheering against them. I love Michael Brantley, love Dusty Baker. Um, I think it'd be great for the sport of baseball to, you know, keep building up a villain like the Astros. Just that's why baseball is weird because you have to worry about their marketing. Like, how often do you think about NFL marketing or yeah, NBA they... marketing? It's like <laughs> this is ridiculous. But yeah, I think it'd be cool just to kind of further them as a villain but at the same time let's go braves baby well we'll see man because the whole atlanta sports curse right now 
after so many just rough seasons with all of their sports teams just blowing leads and not being able to win a championship. Right. It'd be nice to see, but I would not be surprised whatsoever if the Braves took a huge lead in this series and just blew it. I really think that my head is telling me that the Astros are going to win, but my heart's telling me the Braves are going to win. I'm with you on that. I agree. Um, but I, I really want Eddie to get a ring this year. We traded him for Pablo Sandoval, who we immediately bought out, which sucks. <laughs> but at the same time, he's on a one-year contract. And at this point, I don't think he's going to leave Atlanta. Right. But uh, if they go on strike, I guess you don't have to worry about that. But that'll be an episode for next week. <laughs> we could get some – We might have, maybe if we could get some baseball people on to, for an interview or some shit like that. We'll figure it out. It's not in baseball. I wanted some baseball shit, Dave. I like baseball. Baseball's a nice sport. I will say this has been one of the most entertaining postseasons I've seen in the MLB. Yeah. Without a but, doubt. And, of course, we already talked about the Giants check swing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, sucks. But other than that, I'm really enjoying the postseason. Love the fact that the Dodgers aren't in it. <laughs> Love I mean, the fact that the Yankees got booted in the wild card. I mean, my, uh, my Red Sox may have lost, but I'm not even that upset because no one even expected them to do that. Well, besides the Giants, I think they're the surprise team of the a- or of this year, at least in the AL. No, definitely, for sure. Like, nobody expected them to be as good as they were. Yeah, and the fact that it came down to the final few games of the season just makes the season so much more just storybook for them. Even if yeah. it didn't end in a championship, it was very impressive. Yeah, I finished them to finish fourth in their division behind uh, Toronto, Tampa, and New York. But they blew me away this year. Then well, they the, got Kyle Schwarber at the deadline. The crazy Joe, thing Joe is Joe Buck's best friend. The crazy thing is with that prediction, they were what like two or three games out from being fourth. I know like, it was like so that, close. That series was just insane. Yeah. Or or not series, I'm sorry, that division this year. Yeah. And then there were just the Baltimore Orioles doing whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I also predicted the Giants to be like third or fourth too. Mm-hmm. But they were the best team in baseball this year. And for some reason, I, I can't tell you why. And then, of course, the Yankees surprised me because I, I thought they were going to be a lot better than they were. Mm-hmm. Twins surprised me because they were terrible this year, which I love to see because I hate the Twins. But, yeah, dude, it's been a crazy year for baseball all around. <laughs> well, um, I'm trying to think if we got anything else with sports. You just want to jump into this Brown Steelers game a little bit? Yeah, you're going to lose. So, yes, it is officially Brown Steelers week. Um, this game is going to be insane. If No, it's not. It's going to be 42 to nothing. <laughs> well, we, we go into it much more in depth with our interview with Ashley Collins. But uh, Yes, she might be our best interview we've ever done. But uh, it, we've only done a nice. handful so far. Yeah, she is the best. We love oh. her. She's welcome on the show anytime she wants. Well, before we jump into that, I just want to talk about Mike Tomlin a little bit. So out of nowhere this past week, there's been a huge story in the media with Coach Mike Tomlin. Apparently, the University of Southern California has been looking at him for a coaching job, according to the Carson Palmer. And on top of that, a few days after that, Ryan Clark, who is a former player under Tomlin, said that LSU needs to go after him. So out of nowhere, this whole college coaching story with Tomlin comes out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And for a minute, Pittsburgh media lost their minds over it. I'm joking me wrong. 
no one thought it would happen but like still people just freaked out over it and today um coach tomlin in an interview just straight up said no like he he said it was completely disrespectful he will not take questions on anything with college football he said that no one is asking Sean Payton or Andy Reid any college coaching questions whatsoever. Basically, he just wanted more respect on his name, which I understand because he has not had a losing season. He's been nothing but a successful coach for the Steelers. And honestly, I think I can say for all Steeler fans that I love that freaking guy after that interview that I saw. Yeah. And I mean, I'm coming from a place where, you know, I don't, watch the Pittsburgh media because I'm not in Pittsburgh but is, is there any sort of feeling like oh Mike Tom- Tomlin won one ring here like 15 years ago or is it kind of like yeah he's our guy or how's that whole situation um yes the one main criticism of him has been postseason success obviously because we haven't won a playoff game in a minute um oh also, there's a large group of Yinzers that are just okay with having winning seasons, winning the division, and whatever with the playoffs. But um, yeah, it's 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 mixed feelings, but it always comes down to just the postseason. But when it comes down to it, I I won't complain that much about having a winning season, winning the division, and just having success with that. Um, it's it's a it's a tough division for Tomlin. Yeah, and he's been nothing but at least successful for a lot of it. So. Right. And I mean, since Chuck Knoll, the Steelers have had two coaches, you know, Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin. And, you know, the Browns have had three coaches in a calendar year. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, once you got that far, I feel in last year, nobody expected them to start 11 and 0. Yeah. So like, if I, if I were a Steelers fan, which I'm not, I would be all, all for, you know, keeping Tomlin as long as we can. So, yeah, like, and also it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. We keep coaches for, like, 20-plus years. We've had three coaches since Chuck Noll yeah, joined, and I think it was 68 or 69. We've had three coaches since then. Like, and that, that was is with, insane. You've had three coaches since Manson's been caught, dude. Yeah, like, liter- no, literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's great. That's, like, unheard of. So uh, the, the whole speculation behind that was just stupid. I really Car- – Carson Palmer kind of – I don't know. I think it was with a podcast he was on. He said that he heard USC was trying to get Tomlin. And I, I think I have a, cons- it's not really much of a conspiracy, but I have a theory behind it. I think now that the Bengals are leading the division right now, that Carson Palmer just wants to bring up some of that old hatred for the Steelers and just cause drama with them. I believe that. Didn't they win the division in like 09 or something? The Bengals with him and Ocho Cinco and that whole team. They won the division at some point. Yeah, they won it then. I think they won it. They won it the year that Vontaze Burfecht took off Antonio Brown's head in 2016 or 2015, whatever season that was. Was it, was it that recent they won it? I'm looking it up right now. Because but... I know they won with Ocho Cinco for sure. Who is the only Bengal I like, <laughs> let me add. But uh, I'm so... going to ask Go Sorry, ahead. not to interrupt. Yeah, the, the Bungles won it in 2015, the year that Vontaze Burfin did all that shit. So, yeah, it's been a minute since the Bengals have had success, and, yeah, we'll see what happens this season. Yeah, now, going back to Mike Tomlin and USC, who do you think is more likely to end up at USC, Mike Tomlin or Lori Laughlin's daughter? <laughs> Lori Laughlin's daughter. You know that chick from Full House? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's she's on Dancing with the Stars now, her daughter. Really? Yeah, it's kind of gross, and I, I, I call in every week to ha- to 
not vote for her. But my my boy Amon Shumper got a perfect score on Dancing with the Stars last night. Twenty sixteen NBA champion. In terms of Lori Laughlin's daughter or whatever, it's yeah. crazy how an American can just commit major crimes, and you could just get put on a TV show like a game show like that. Yeah, I mean, my mama was never on Full House. Um, the powers of having money and power, everyone. Yeah, no, my mom wasn't even on like home improvement like she she believe it or not my mom was on no sitcom so like i did not have that liberty right but um yeah she's on dancing with the stars now trying to rebrand herself and it's not really working but once again shout out to nba champion 2016 amon shumpert for getting a 40 out of 40 yesterday and uh my favorite dancing with the stars judge Derek huff he's just a really good ass dancer so going back to this game (laughs) Um, our transitions are so good i know uh like i said we go into it a lot more with ashley collins in the interview but um yes what do you think is going to be the main battle for the browns this weekend um other than the whole keenum baker controversy right now well that ties into it because it's going to come down to a lot yeah it's going to come down to injuries dude and our team has more injuries than people listed on the gettysburg memorial and (laughs) we're just so beat up right now dude and i guess chubbs looks likely to come back and conklin which is great um but you know dearness johnson last week on thursday looked fantastic so if we have him and chubb our running game's solid keenan looked good um it's just gonna come down to our defense i'm not a denzel ward believer at all um as much as I hate to say, because his first year was just so good, and then he just got injury prone, and now he couldn't cover, you know, me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's just gonna come down to injuries for us and how beat up we are, and how good your offense decides to perform that day. I think. Yeah. So I was. Oh, also, also, Pittsburgh sucks, dude. Screw off. Um. So <laughs> I have a hard Dave dropping a hard screw on the show today. <laughs> So, I mean, I have a couple takes on this, but I think the two main deciding factors for the Steelers is going to be Ben and Najee versus the Browns defense, because if we've seen anything from the Browns defense the past couple of weeks, I think Najee can completely explode and really go off. Well, I could have told you that last year. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying your your defense started off the season not looking too bad. And these past few weeks have just been a disaster for them. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I think the run i think our defense against your run game is going to be the, the the biggest battle for us in this game because last week whenever the Steelers got the win against the Seahawks Alex Collins from the freaking Seahawks out of nowhere went off on us and if we do that and Chubb even Dearness Johnson either of them could go off on us if it's funny cuz i heard this week that Dearness Johnson like wrote up like letters to every single AAF team like saying can i get a tryout and they all said no that's and amazing. now and now he had like the best running back you know numbers in this week right which is awesome so i love him i love having him and chubb i really miss cream hunt more than i could tell you but i'm not gonna say he's not gonna be missed because obviously cream's cream but our running is the last thing i'm worried about this week especially if chubb's healthy so we kind of get into this a little bit with the interview do you want keenum or baker right now Oh, God, dude. I want Keenum all the way. I love Baker. I think he's the best quarterback who ever lived. Um, but would you be comfortable with Keenum going against our defense? No, 
but I'd be more comfortable <laughs> with that than TJ Watt just completely ripping Baker's arm off of the socket. Yeah, I was going to say if if Baker, I think Baker playing would give the Steelers the best chance of winning because don't get me wrong, like I'll I'll trash talk Baker mm-hmm. and whatnot, but he's he's a, a fighter. He will play no, he will try his best no matter what on the field, and I really feel like with that confidence, he will do something really stupid really Those, stupid and just get mowed over by freaking ham hayward or tj watt and worse than his injury even like as bad as what it is right now well, that's the problem with baker is that you know i i would take a bullet for baker like if baker came to my house right now he threw me an ak-47 and was like come on you and i are going to north korea no questions asked i would go but it's coming to a fault because like Baker obviously is dedicated to the team and he loves the team, but it's coming to the point where it's hurting us and it's going to hurt his career. Right. Like, he needs to let himself rest and recover and take a breather. You know, the Steelers are a terrible team. We could, uh, right. Yeah. Screw you, Dave. <laughs> Look, both of us dropped a hard screw, but no, <laughs> um, no, like I would rather see Baker as our long-term quarterback and healthy versus risk that against tj watt of all people oh, I, I agree completely and let me tell you if i was a browns fan which you are no if i was a browns fan i would i, I don't know i would completely agree with you like obviously you know baker is going to be that guy for you for years to come i honestly i wouldn't even be opposed to him just going into treatment for his injury right now like you know he's going to be there for years and years no, that's the thing, though. We don't know that because I don't know if it's the Browns fans or, you know, what, what something the media is doing, which I don't think it is. But I think it's a matter of we're getting too greedy. And when Baker's healthy, he's there to do what he needs to do. Right. When, he, when he's healthy, like the past couple of weeks when he played, he wasn't great. Why? Because his arm is literally just dangling by his knee right now. And. When he's healthy, what you listen to our shows in the beginning of, of uh, the NFL season, I'm saying he looks like a top 10 quarterback out there, and I stand by that. But the problem is, he's just not healthy. And I don't want to dance on any graves right now, but nothing would make me happier this Sunday than to see, in, like, not Baker injured or anything, but see him with that weakened shoulder get scrambled out of the pocket and have to make terrible throws because of it. Well, the thing is with Baker, like he's best when he's not in the pocket, in my opinion. But, you know, I say that when he's not injured. And yeah, if anybody breathes on Baker right now, I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> so especially, I really, especially with our pass rush against you guys, too. Yeah. And when you think about a Case Keenum, you know, he played an NFC championship. Right. Like he is on the top, the better tiers of backup quarterbacks. So... <laughs> <laughs> I thought this episode was going to be a lot more fun than it is <laughs> because I'm not having fun right now. Cause I'm like, I was like going to say, I, I had a great past couple of days. You guys are just worrying about injuries right now. It's, it's yeah. great for me right now. No. Yeah. Is it Dave? Is it Dave? <laughs> How's your 80 year old quarterback doing when you get sandwiched by Jadavian and miles? Najee Harris all the way. Dude, I know. Um, it, I, <laughs> Did I ever tell you how much I hate the fact that Najee Harris is on the Steelers? Oh, yeah. You've mentioned it multiple times. Okay. Yeah. I stand by that. I'm just <laughs> saying, roll tide. But so let's. It's like, do you, do you ever see X Men 2 where uh, the whole time Pyro is a good guy, then he joins Magneto? Right. That's 
that's Nasha Harris. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's not get too into the game. We could leave for the interview a little yeah, bit. And I think that's like the fifth movie I spoiled so far on the podcast. So like, <laughs> I need to stop talking. But before we get to the interview, I just want to hear, we can give our predictions, but I want two predictions from you. One of Keenan plays, one of Baker plays. Um, On the game or whether I'm going to jump off of something high? Uh, the game. Okay. Um, if Keenan plays, Browns winning 420-69. Uh, if Baker plays? If Baker plays. <laughs> uh, I'm going to find somebody who I could call. I could talk to about my feelings. Um, cry. Fetal position. Um, probably smoke about two packs of cigarettes in the span <laughs> of 20 minutes. So you're predicting Case Keenum win Baker Mayfield therapy. Oh no, Baker's winning, but <laughs> one of them I'll go to therapy for. And it's not Case Keenum. And Baker, I love you. Please. Please, please, please. Sit so up. yeah, with my prediction, I think it is going to be a pretty low scoring game. I think it's just gonna be a hard fought game no matter what. Um I'm going to obviously pull with the Steelers winning 17 to 13. I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. I don't think he, it just comes down to your run game though. Oh my God. I'm sticking with 17, 13. Who do you think would win in a game of connect for Mike Tomlin or Kevin Stefanski? That would be the game of connect for to end all games of connect for. Yeah. But I need your prediction. Um, Who's red, who's yellow, and who's winning? I think Tomlin should be yellow because, you know, the black and yellow. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, I'm biased, but I'll go with Tomlin. Just because he has more experience. Okay. And now when it comes to Tomlin and Kevin Stefanski, um, who would be somebody that you'd rather share a gas station hot dog with? I mean, not like the same hot dog, but you each have your own gas station hot dog. We just have a conversation with them over a gas station hot dog. Andy Reid. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm... All right, same question, but it's Andy Reid and Rex Ryan. Oh. That's a good that's question. That's tough. That's a good question. I think Rex Ryan would be a, a good guy to have a gas station hot dog with. I would get I would get Cheats hot dogs with Rex Ryan. I feel like Rex Ryan, when he gets a gas station hot dog, he just yells at the <laughs> gas station cashier as if they made the hot dogs themselves. And like he expected like a five-star hot dog. But, like I, I feel like I could have like a straight up glizzy with Andy Reid. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a quote card. But I feel like I could have a glizzy with Andy Reid. Honestly, yeah. That man knows how to eat hot dogs and have a good time. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to jump into this interview? Yeah, dude. Um, so we got Ashley Collins coming up next uh, from Dreaden Live, Emmy winner, good friend of the show. We're very excited to have her, and she's coming up right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back to the I-76 podcast. It is our Browns versus Steelers Halloween spooktacular. I'm Spencer and Dave, and with us is a very special guest, one of my favorite people on the planet, Emmy winner, <laughs> uh, co-host of Dreaden Live. And her favorite movie is Dirty Dancing. Ashley Collins, how are you doing? What an introduction, Spencer. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this. You should be. Like, we were just talking off air. She said this is the most prestigious show she's ever been a part of. It is. I, I was ready. I have the fire going. I have, you know, something in the crock pot. We have 
a little wine. We're celebrating. We're cheersing to this special occasion with you guys. We are. We are. And um, well, we're celebrating. Dave's not because he's preparing himself for a loss this Sunday. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. He's not ready for Keenum season. But uh, before we get into uh, the Browns, Steelers, festivities and all the other stuff we need to talk about, tell the people in Pittsburgh a little about your background and your career, because you kind of had an interesting start. Like you were a marketing major, correct? Yeah. So I studied marketing at Kent State and thought I wanted to do event planning or sales or something of that nature. I didn't really know. Every college kid, right? Well, who knows? This is what I picked. So uh, after college, I worked at a golf course doing the event coordinating for a little bit. And it happened that it was Sports Time Ohio at the time, our network, and they had a you know a business account there. They always would come golfing and happened to be chatting with our boss still now to this day, Pat Kilkenny. And he's like, hey, we're looking for this new position. Um, and it would be during Bruce's show, which was all bets are off at the time, way back when. And I kind of said, um, I think you have me confused with someone else. I went to school for marketing. I don't know what you're talking about. Is this you know, television, what? So it kind of went on like that for a couple of weeks. And he was really into, Hey, like, I know, you know, a lot about sports. I came from a sports family and things like that. Like I, I like to, you know, groom someone who hasn't necessarily maybe been on television before and teach them the ropes and everything about it. Still went on maybe a couple more weeks. And I finally said, you know what, I'm going to give them a call, see what's up and went in and literally the rest is history. They taught me everything I know from the ground up, from behind the scenes to on camera, to editing, to anything you could imagine. And I've literally been there since 2007. So it's worked out pretty well. So I know that's a bit of a different story for those that are trying to get into the business, but a lot of hard work, a lot of great teachers and a lot of great people that I've been able to be around and learn from. And that's how I got my start. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you're a co-host of Bruce's show every day. And Dave's only context of Bruce, because he's in Pittsburgh, was the Barstool video that went viral earlier this year. (laughs) One of the uh, greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) That's our day every day, Dave. Spencer and I do it every single day. Yeah. (laughs) And it's great because that like off camera, he's the exact same person. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's... Spencer, it's so funny because literally when I will do other podcasts, people will say, okay, really, what is Bruce like? And I say, literally exactly what you see on TV or when one of those videos goes viral, he will do that just normally in his office, in the hallway, if I'm playing golf with him, exactly, <laughs> exactly the same. It yeah, Nothing changes at all. Like we could be talking about movies and like, he'll be like breaking it down, like how he would a baseball game or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's- that's very amazing. analytical about everything. He will yes. yell. He'll he'll yell. He'll be you know crazy about it. He's passionate, <laughs> and it's exactly the same thing. He you know sometimes will maybe not call us like an ignoramus necessarily. Well, you he may want to, but he doesn't because I think he's a nice coworker. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Dave, would you ever get called an ignoramus where you work? Uh, I would hope not. Not my <laughs> typical corporate office life, but. Corporate, corporate office life. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> but no, I, um, my only other, like, being from Pittsburgh, my uh, only other introduction to the show was uh, the other video that uh, you were in with uh, Spencer doing the hot chip challenge. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> Spencer is 
great ignoramus, if you will, for doing that. Because first <laughs> of all, wait, it's just so let's remind everyone you predicted what you, you had to have the score. Yes. I, pre- I was working with the Florida Everblades at the time. Shout out to Blades gang. Um, ECHL affiliate of the Nashville Predators. Got to get those name drops. Um, so me and my friend Riley, who's a Steelers fan, um, she, we made a bet. We're like, hey, let's bet on the game. You know, I'm like, okay. And another, another friend of ours did the hot chip challenge itself. And he's like, you guys should do this. I'm like, okay, sure. And she's like, all right, let's Steelers win. You do it. Browns win. I'll do it. I'm like, no, 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 no. The Browns win 42 to nothing. You do it. In any other situation, I'll do it. Because I was so confident, Dave. Just so confident. And obviously that was not the case. We uh, I told you not to. Did I not? Did we have this conversation? I, I don't listen to you. That's not yeah, true. Yeah, right. That's you not true. Just... I listen to your fantasy advice a lot. Oh, man. <sighs> Anywho. Dave, I can't. Like, why not just say Browns or Steelers win? I, I, I think that's pretty, like, yeah, that, that's that how seems simple enough. It no, seems th- like saying 42 to nothing is a little extreme and kind of silly. <laughs> No, it's not. I mean, think about it. At the time you had a healthy, everybody was healthy, which we'll get into later, but that's not the case right now. But uh, everyone's healthy. You know, Ben's in a rocking chair. Juju's making okay. TikToks. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, do you know what? I, I, this is going to be 42 to nothing this game. I, I don't know where I got that number, but it's going to happen. <laughs> Long story short, um, that was not the case. And nope. so I ended up getting this chip and I spent like, total of like 20 bucks on it it's like the chip itself was three dollars but the oh, rest okay. was shipping and handling okay <laughs> so i ate the chip and damn dave like it, that shit was crazy like i can't even describe like i felt it in my knee and i don't i don't know what that means bruce was dying watching it like <laughs> yeah literally brings it up to this day dying that you like were trying to drink milk and you had a towel and it was the water wasn't working and <laughs> this is what's going into it. Like I cannot believe you're so dumb that you would bet that and then eat that chip. Like what is in that chip? So he just loves that whole story. Was that from weird. was that from the uh October game last year that we uh yeah, whenever the first game was kind of killed you guys? Yeah, yeah. All right, but damn it, Dave, I'm gonna propose something right now. I think we should do the chip challenge 2.0. For this Sunday, I didn't know this was going to be uh, okay. Neither I like I. it. I, I like of, it. I, I just thought about it right now. It, are I you like going to be doing another forty-two nothing win? Is that what you're betting on? <laughs> oh hell no, Spencer, don't I, do it. <laughs> no, I'm going to say for if we win, regardless of the score, I'll do it. Period. No. Dave, wait. What do you mean no? Well, wait a minute. If don't you want the Browns to win? Well, yeah. Oh wait, no, no, no. You're right. I said it backwards. <laughs> if we right, win, Dave is the chip. Yeah, no, I... Right, so, right. If your team loses, then you would eat the chip. Correct, okay. Are we all okay. in on this? If we can I'm get them sh- if we can get them shipped in time, maybe. All right, loser has to buy two. The $23 chip with $20 shipping in hand. <laughs> yes. Why um, don't you just, like, take a Dorito and put hot sauce on it? Because it's not the same. They probably put, like powdered death in there like i don't know what they put in this chip it just was the most vile thing i've ever put in my body and i don't wish it upon anybody but here's the thing with me i I would be confident making this bet depending on uh what your quarterback situation is looking like this weekend well it's not gonna be good i'll tell you that (laughs) we gotta have a go ahead so dave do you do you make the bet 
because you are confident that Baker will totally like destroy the Steelers <laughs> if he's playing and you think you got a better shot with Keenum? Um, I think Baker uh, might just naturally feel a little too confident and do something that could be a little uh, too dangerous for the Browns. Kind of okay. kind of a spin zone. That's my, that's my take on it. Well, here's the thing. From, if I'm coming from your perspective, which I'm not, like our starting quarterback has his shoulder just like falling off of the bone as we speak. Our backup, Case Keenum, is not a bad backup, but at the end of the day, he's a backup. And you have Father Time and Buckeye Legend Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> so it's up to you. Like, do you want to do this better or not? Well, maybe. Just do it, Dave. Do Fine. it. Fine. Fine. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm yeah, I heard it. All right. Cool. <laughs> Right, Order moving the on. Yes. <laughs> moving on. So, um, what, on. like, what have been through your career? Like, what have been some of your favorite, like, highlights? Um, well, first, first, besides, sure, besides meeting me. Well, that was my first one. So, you okay. stole it. So, thanks. Okay. That was Fair not a good host of a podcast to take away, you know, the highlight. <laughs> but if I have to go second, um, I obviously will say the Cavs championship, which then in turn for the parade, the parade was like one of the best days of my life. I got to interview Jim Brown, which was the coolest thing ever. It was just like, and I didn't really know what was going to happen that day. So obviously we have the parade downtown. We have everybody on board. We get there at like four in the morning at the studio. Everyone's getting set to, you know, this is what we're doing for the day. Okay. So I go out there. I'm kind of like, hey, whoever I can get, I'm going to interview before the parade starts. And it happened to be that Jim Brown was there and had an interview with him. Just random. One of the coolest things ever. And I will always remember it. And then after that, interviewing some other people. But then I actually was able to walk the parade route because I had to get from where I was interviewing everyone at the beginning of the parade to the end spot of the parade, which was over at like Mall B or Mall C or something over there where they were going to have the stage and everything. Well, I don't know if you guys remember, but that day it was legit. You could not walk through downtown because of all the people. Yes. So we all kind of just said, hey, best way to do it. We got to go on the parade route. We obviously had the badges and how we needed to get through. So I walked the entire parade route with everyone and got to see every single part of it as it was unfolding. And it was the most amazing day ever so to see everyone to be able to interview them i you know then afterwards it was a steep a and i was interviewing urban and thad mata at the time and just so many different people that you just didn't even think and i was like wow this is pretty amazing the whole city comes together everyone that has to do with cleveland or ohio sports really was there and to just go through that was one of the coolest things and then to have the Indians do it then that year too, to get to the world series. It just was one of those like really special moments for everyone involved. So that year really kind of just takes the cake with everything when it comes to my career and my job and what I was doing. Yeah. And I was just about to add, if the Indians would have won the world series that year, the city might've exploded. Like I, legitimately, I was like, like chaos. how can we top what we already just did? And we would have, I think. Because it is just the trip. I don't know. I think that when you're riding that kind of high of everything, and believe me, I think if the Browns were to ever win a Super Bowl, that's when the city would explode. Oh, there's, there's no even, I'm, I'm like 
couldn't even imagine. I can't even put into words what it may be like. So, but to have, if you had two teams that did it like that, so yeah. close, I think that it, it, you just would have kept going with the excitement and it just would have been that much better because it happened so close to one another and the city was still kind of on a high from that, you know? So I think it would have just, you kind of learned from it, how the next parade would be, what this is going to, what, what it's going to do, what's going to happen. So that was by far the, the coolest thing that I've ever been a part of. Even if they lost, it still was awesome that they were there and we were covering all of this and being in the middle of it all was awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you think about, you know, Tampa one two this year with the lightning and the bucks, like, how are those people just not spontaneously combusting right now? Because if I had two of my teams winning the same year, like my head might explode. Well, I mean, right. If, if you have Tom Brady on a boat throwing a trophy, I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that's what I would want to do if I was like, let's go on Lake Erie. I'm going to get a yacht and this is how we're going to celebrate. Is Lake Erie just like our equivalent of doing an ocean celebration well that's, I guess. that is so lame have, yeah sorry that's how, that's how it has to be like we'll oh get a, like a drinking boat and take it out there and everyone party oh yeah we're going straight to edgewater beach and getting tetanus yes. shots before we go yes um, spencer i love edgewater edgewater's great yeah, it gets a bad rep so another cool thing that you did recently is you interviewed brandon staley um head coach of the yep. chargers and he's your cousin right my second cousin yeah so um it was great. You know what? I, I'll put that up there as one of the top things that I've done because um, I'm not like super close with Brandon, like growing up, like, you know, second cousin kind of just like would see each other every once in a while. But when he um, started coaching, got into the NFL scene, all of that, always kept in touch, always, hey, how's your career going? What's, you know, always following him. And he does the same with me. So great all the time, like watches his whole family's uh, around here still. So uh, it was really awesome. And you know what? They don't do that with a lot of people. So they literally said to me, the PR guy said, Hey, uh, we don't do this with opposing media the week of a game that we're playing, you know, the Browns, but Hey, he said, family's everything. Family's important. He really wants to do this with you. So it was awesome. A lot of great feedback from it. And He's great. I mean, to beat the Browns, he, he, he's a smart guy. Um, he, he's special. I mean, with what he's been able to do and go up in and be a head coach this early on after having some assistant jobs, it was pretty cool. So loved that as well. That is so cool. Do you have a terrible towel around your neck? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it a question about that, Spencer? Because I feel like that's a little silly. But whatever. What do I know? No. Um, actually, I'm glad you brought it up because I entered the Zoom with Dave and he's decked out in Steelers stuff and I haven't showered from work yet. And But I did find this picture of me as a child dressed like Tim Couch. Oh my God, um, I love it. And I love that frame. I know. But uh, yeah, Tim Obsessed. Couch. Uh, yeah, I, I did not decide to wear that today. I don't know. Well, if I think you're crazy. That's okay. Like, you know, we did, it's only Tuesday, right? So yeah, that's fit. Well, do you know what? This is Steelers week. This is, we're going to get into it right now. Aren't we? Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the whole, uh, main headline for you guys right now has just been Keenum versus Baker right now. Uh, have you guys had any updates today? I had heard earlier that Josina Anderson was reporting that she heard from league sources that he was actually going to practice tomorrow, which I was Ugh. shocked. Oof. Baker Mason. So I'm like thinking, well, if he's going to practice, then he's going to play, right? Or I, at least really trying to test the shoulder out and see if he can play. Obviously, Baker wants to play. 
he's a gamer. He's going to always push to be doing that. I just do not think that it's the right thing to do. I don't understand how you have a torn labrum in your shoulder, a chip in the bone, how that's going to be okay. And then like, who knows if you hurt something else way worse than, you know, your season's done if that happens. But that's what I had heard. We haven't heard anything officially, obviously from the Browns or we'll know tomorrow when they go back out on the practice field. But I don't know. I mean, I think obviously if Keenum's going to play, he needs to be getting these reps. And I think it needs to be like, Hey, this is what we're deciding on. And this is what's going to happen because he has to be able to be out there and get ready. Cause it's a big week and it's Steelers week and you're getting ready to have the Steelers and you're going to have the Bengals soon. And you're going to have the Ravens soon. And this is a really important stretch of the schedule. So things got to have to get figured out and hope that Baker doesn't go out there and they rip his shoulder off and then he's done for the season. And then, Hey, there you go, Keenum. We we have him because there's no other choice right now. Well, it, it's kind of, it's weird because obviously you have to admire Baker's like want, wanting to be out there despite being hurt. Like that's cool and everything, but at the same time, it's coming at the cost where it's like gonna hurt the team as it has been in yeah. the past couple of weeks. And the thing is that at some point, no pun intended, but it's gonna fall on the shoulders of the training staff where they have to they should be the ones to step in and be like, okay, Baker, like no, um, but. And I think they will. I don't think that just because he says he wants to play, I I think that they're going to have to say, if we really don't think you can, they're going to have to tell him, no, Coach DeFance is going to have to say, this is for the betterment of everyone, very much including you, because you don't want to have something that totally injures you and jeopardizes your future and your career. And who knows, because we know that it's, you know, a four to six month, I think, recovery right now for what the surgery would be. And I think it's just, hey, I guess they said if inflammation goes down, are you okay? But is it something more like as soon as you take a hit, then it's going to be back to awful. Right. But, so uh, it's just a very weird situation. It's weird. But at the same time, you and I were both at the game last Thursday. Case Keenum looked great. Like he, I mean, granted, it was the, it was the Denver Broncos stellar right. Pat Shermer defense, but they looked good. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, Case Keenum gets paid a lot of money as a backup quarterback, and he's very good backup quarterback not going to probably be a starter anywhere else. Right. I think you, that's why it's important to have a good depth on your team. And I think the Browns do a really good job of doing that. And I think Case Keenum can go out there and, and win you some games. The, the good thing is, is that Nick Chubb sounds like he's going to be back and Jack Conklin sounds like he's going to be back and you have your run game that now you have Dearness Johnson and what he did last game. So now you have your running back duo again, if Nick Chubb's back, cause Kareem hunts out. So that part of your game is what makes things tick and makes things work. And yeah, Keenum can throw some passes. Hopefully Odell and Jarvis are okay nursing their injuries, but got that, you know, have Nick Chubb back. So I think you have to look and say, Hey, there's a pretty good shot when you have a guy like Nick Chubb that can be back in, you know, in there running. And then Dearness Johnson just surprised the heck out of everybody that I had no idea that that was going to happen. And you're like, Whoa, wait, what is happening right now with these running backs? So that was a pleasant surprise and really good. And I think that more reps for Keenum obviously will do him wonders and then try and win some games if he has to go in there. Yeah, no, Dearness Johnson looked incredible last week. And uh, like I could rest easy because Chubb's probably not going to get all the touches because he's coming off an injury. But And obviously Hunt's still out. But I could rest easy with Dearness Johnson back there too. But uh, going on to what we were talking – or what you were saying about Odell, where do you stand on him right now? Because obviously that's a big controversial topic. You know more than anybody how I feel. 
Um, no, Dave definitely does too. Him. My husband. Um, but Dave, yeah, no. as an outsider, not in the Cleveland media, like, what is your take on Odell? Because I know Spencer thinks he's literally the greatest thing of life as a receiver. He makes Jerry but... Rice look like Kenny Britt. <laughs> no, I, I just um... think like, are you are teams like, oh my god, they have Odell Beckham. <laughs> I'm definitely not a hater of him. I mean, after the whole Juju injury, I would uh, love to have him on my team a lot more than I'm sure some angry Clevelanders uh, would want him on the team right now. But um, no, I, I've, I have no beef with him. I'm all right with him. I, uh, the, the whole controversy behind him this season has been pretty entertaining for me, though. I won't lie. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And I don't think that I, you never not want to have a good player out on the field. And that's what it is, right? You want to have your best players out there, what they're doing. It just is weird to me when I don't understand it. It's like you have a guy like Odell who has the talent, obviously. And you're like, it seems something is off, obviously, with the quarterbacks. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's chemistry, as we'll continue to say. What what could it be? Like, you're expecting this guy to be, and, and I saw someone say this today, and you'll love this, Spencer, that what we're seeing with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is what we hoped in life that Baker Mayfield and Odell would be and their connection all the time. And we're just not seeing that. So I don't know if it's a forcing thing, if it's a miscommunication thing. I don't know. There's been times that you're out there. I, I don't understand kind of what's going on or why we're not seeing the absolute best of Odell. And maybe it's injury, maybe it's not, but I think that I would love to see the full potential of all of them, <laughs> you know, running out there and having Jarvis and making this like perfect connection, but it just hasn't been there yet. Okay. Well, now that you got me sidetracked um, because you brought up, you know, my best friend, Joe Burrow, as you know, all of our three listeners know, I refer to him as Ryan Leaf Jr. Hey, you're um, crazy. You are crazy. No, but hear me out. Like how come let's think about two years ago when Baker had zero offensive line, He's getting no excuses, but like this Burrow just does exact same stuff. He hasn't, he has proved nothing. Like what is, what, what is happening? Like why does he get the excuses and Baker doesn't? Okay. I don't think that it doesn't not get the excuses. Like, yes, he does. Like he tore his ACL. Everybody's like, oh, that sucks. When it does, Baker's playing with one arm and they're like, oh, is he our guy? Like, yeah. Well, <sighs> I don't know, because I literally think that you look at Joe Burrow and it's, he's pretty good. And I think that there's questions still with Baker. And I, and I say that just because that's how I feel. And I know you don't like it. And I know you don't agree. And I understand that you're saying he hasn't won a playoff game. I mean, Baker won one. Okay. We're happy he did it. He led that team very well last year. He's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, I don't think, right now. I think that Joe Burrow can be a great quarterback, and we're seeing it happen right now. And you roll your eyes all you want, but I think that there's a line that we'll see to maybe start separating itself. Dave, if I uh, Dave, we were fighting at work today. Um, who, assuming they were both healthy, who would you want starting on the Pittsburgh Steelers, Joe Burrow or Baker Mayfield? I'm sorry, Say Joe ben, Burrow. Thank you. Yeah. Point for me. Goodbye, no, Spencer. Well, welcome to the last episode of the I-76 <laughs> podcast. Um, no, I mean, my own. Because I'm right. My big, my Go big ahead, th- Dave. My big thing is, like, um, I always just make the joke to my friends that, like, I'm pissed off that the AFC North has these quarterbacks because I love them in college, and it just sucks that they have to be on my divisional rival teams and whatnot. It just sucks for me. I bet Joe Burrow can't grow a beard. Okay, well... <laughs> 
Oh my God. I bet he can. I'm um, just saying. Like, it's just, you're right, Dave, because when you look at the AFC North and the quarterbacks and, and the teams in the AFC North are so tough. And you look at, as a Browns fan, you say, and Ben's getting older, right? So this is a different situation right now with him. Right. But if you have Baker Mayfield, you have Lamar Jackson, you have Joe Burrow, and you think about these guys for years to come, I'm sorry. All I'm saying <laughs> is if I'm going one, two, three here, I'm not picking Baker first. No, I'll and probably I go- don't think I'm in the minority of that at, at all. Like Dave, if you have to say Lamar, Baker, and um, Joe Burrow, what's your one, two, three? Um, I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm not even sold on Lamar that much yet. What is wrong with you people? How are you not sold on Lamar and Baker, but Joe Burrow gets the keys to the Iron Throne? Like, what is going on with you people? I mean, maybe for me, it's it's a unique perspective because whenever the Steelers have played against the Ravens, we've been able to shut down Lamar pretty easily. So maybe just from watching those games. Yeah, we, we have a really good record against Lamar. So... Um, I don't know. Maybe that's why. I know he, he's talented and he's going to be in, in Baltimore for a long time, but yeah, I don't know. So who I, you pick? Burrow, Baker, Lamar? Um, Probably Burrow, Lamar, and Baker. Are you on crack? <laughs> Are you, Dave, on crack? No, yeah, it's just Baker. This podcast is just an intervention I for agree Dave. with you. I Baker, agree with you. I, I think you would take Burrow over Lamar Jackson? Right now, today, yes. Last year, I would have taken Lamar. The year before that, probably Lamar again. But right now, I would take Burrow. Oh, wow. I'm really glad that you would have taken Lamar the year that Joe Burrow <laughs> tore his ACL. That's that's a great argument you put up there, Dave. No, but, I'm just, uh, in terms of the, the whole AFC North ranking, that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, my God. You don't have to yell at him just because he doesn't agree <laughs> with you, Spencer, even though he is a Steelers fan. No, that's, a, that, that's how uh, you put up a solid argument. You just speak louder than the other person talking. Right. Yeah, that's what I do all the time. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah but you said Lamar was gonna stay in Baltimore for you know how many years how but how much longer is Mike Tomlin gonna stay in Pittsburgh before he goes to USC <laughs> he's done after this week <laughs> that was absurd because like Pittsburgh media lost their minds for about 10 minutes and that until Tomlin had that interview today and he was like yeah that's just no just, I don't want to hear about that ever again that was awesome yeah it was he was well, very pissed off very pissed off it's like how dare you tell a coach <laughs> of my caliber that i would go to college like all right tomlin it's fine you could have just said it nicely to the poor reporter that asked you <laughs> the, um, i mean i don't think they were trying to be mean i think they're just asking a question the, the only really funny thing i could find from it though is that i could just i would love to see a college recruit get like a home visit from tomlin i think that'd be the funniest thing ever Oh, oh my God. gosh. Yeah. I don't really know him all that well. Like, it's funny just like not knowing it. We aired the soundbite in our show today. It was just like, I was just laughing the whole time. I'm just like, he is like really upset. Like right. never ask that question ever again. I would be scared to even remotely bring up the word college even around him. Yeah. And he stormed off after that, didn't he? He just like um, waited if there was a question and then he got up. Yeah. I right? think that, I mean, that was after like a, a 10 minute interview that was at like the very end kind of, but still he, that did make him storm off. <laughs> That's like, so anything awesome. Else, I yeah. have to go. That's what I was going to do with you, Spencer. So you better watch. <laughs> what did I do? We're going to not, you know, if we're going to be all pissy about things. I'm going to get, is that all? Thank you. Goodbye. I am not being pissy at all. I am. <laughs> I am being a devil's advocate. I am being objective and friendly. Only if we like the Baker over Joe Burrow. 
Yes. Well, I guess I have to go. <laughs> okay. Anywho, um, so we got the Steelers, obviously, getting back on subject. Um, we, their offensive line is not great. Our defense is not great. Their defense is great. Our offense can be great. So I feel like it's kind of a evenly matched thing. So like, what is your prediction for how this Sunday is going to go? Um, I say the Browns win. I think a 2017 game sounds about right. 2017. Okay. I think that Baker will try this week, but in the end it will be Case Keenum. But we do have Nick Chubb back. Maybe Dearness has a couple touchdowns to like go along with that great performance and maybe things can be right in the world that the Browns follow up eliminating the Pittsburgh Steelers last year in the playoffs with a win this year in the first divisional game of the season. You have no idea how many times Dave texts me a week like, when are Browns fans going to get over this playoff win against the Steelers? Never. Like, we will never get over it, Dave, because it never gets to happen. I still te- I, I text Spencer about that at least like once a week still. I'll be, like, I'll be like, why do I keep seeing Browns Twitter just blow up over what happened oh, back in January? It's never going to go away, just so you know. <laughs> Yeah, the new the Ben Roethlisberger crying is like our Michael Jordan crying, mm-hmm. and it's going to be like that forever. So I hope you get used to it. We just have to have something to hold on to. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I mean we have nothing. So we were never used to it. We we, we never <laughs> did it. So I mean, you, the, hello, whatever. You guys can say whatever you want to speak if you want. Like, well, last year you couldn't win yeah. a playoff game. So see you later. Yeah, if you like Dave tweet out the video of James Harrison slamming the fan on the field and it's like, yeah, you have that, but we have a playoff one, so I'll take it. Yeah, so bye. Yeah, sorry, Dave. That's just how we are. That's just one of those things. So uh going back to the game this weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, to me, I think the biggest factor is um I, th- I think a lot of it's gonna be on the Browns offensive line because to be fair, in the Steelers last game against the Seahawks, um we kind of let Alex freaking Collins from the Seahawks kind of run all over us. And if that happens again, it's kind of game over for Pittsburgh. So to me, I think that's like the biggest factor right now. Yeah. And of course our run game is what it is. Yeah. And exactly. So I, I think it all comes down to how healthy Nick Chubb comes back, but even if, you know, he's not hundred percent, like I said earlier, we still have Dearness Johnson and I could, you know, that is good. Like our running backs are stacked right now and Kareem Hunt's not even playing. And the running is like, the least of my worries in this game. Yeah, then we say that and then watch they'll totally stop him. That's what I okay. Feel like. <laughs> and it's like Keenum's gotta air it out. And then Odell is a huge game. This is what will happen. Here's my second prediction. Let's this. hear it. Let's hear it. Keenum plays. Odell catches a couple touchdowns and it's literally, oh my God, why couldn't you do that with Baker Mayfield? And that's the story. <laughs> and then Cleveland fans and then Cleveland, Cleveland fans are going to be like, uh, so do we think we should start Case Keenum even when yes. Baker's healthy? I'm <laughs> telling you, this is the kinds of things that happen. And this exactly would be one of those that you would say, oh my God, Odell had the best game of his life with the Browns. And it was Case Keenum and look what could happen. Yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. If, if we win, that's exactly how it's going to go. I can't Which, disagree with hey, that. If, if we win, we're good. Cause you have to rest up to get ready for the Bengals. Oh my God. They're going to get exposed. They're coming up against <laughs> the Chiefs, the Packers. I don't know. The Bengals? Yeah. Are, yeah. They, the Chiefs, I'm saying. You're, oh, you're so upset about the Chiefs right now. 
they'll be okay. They're fine. They they have Goat Mahomes. They have. Ty- I have a question. Yes, if you're being crazy. Would you take Pat Mahomes over Baker Mayfield? Yes, of course. Are you sure? Could Pat Mahomes grow a beard? I don't know. Doesn't he have like a little strap? Yeah, sometimes yeah, he, he has yeah. like a little like chin yeah. strap. Which no, I I I like Baker's kind of like full thing. Like I, the only person I would take over Baker in the NFL is Gardner Minshew. Um, I can't. I can't stop. Just stop. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Everything about it. Just stop. All right, um, Dave. Do you have anything? Do you have anything else to say about the game, or are you, Ashley? No, I just need to you just not say stupid things. <laughs> well, then you're you're I gonna love really. This. Like, oh my god! You are really gonna like our next segment, then. I oh god, oh god! What is it about wrestling? No, um, so oh, every okay. What's your next segment? I'm rushing this. Sorry. Yes. No. This is. You're gonna like it. So every Wednesday. <laughs> on our show because you do social spotlight which is where you take fan questions and Uh you ask them to bruce but every wednesday you have whatever wednesday where fans get to ask kind of whatever they want and just right so what we're going to do dave is going to edit some like weakest link music right here um we're putting you on the hot seat we're going to ask you rapid fire questions okay and and we i need honesty i need genuine answers and i need just don't screw it up okay are you ready? I think so. Ashley. <laughs> is cereal a soup? No. Why? That's not rapid fire. Asking why. I'm but asking I'll why. Answer you that it's because cereal goes in milk. Soup is hot. But couldn't and... the bro- but the bro- the no, milk it's not. The I don't know. Rapid fire. I answered. I was on it. <laughs> oh my Next god! Question. All right. All right. Uh, if you could live anywhere in the world, where? Ooh, I'm gonna say Arizona. Just because they have a seven and O team. Spencer, it's rapid fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> Again, the follow-ups. I actually, I lied. It would be Italy or Arizona. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. What is the most embarrassing guilty pleasure song you have saved on Spotify right now? I have nothing on Spotify. Are you on Spotify? No. How about Apple Music then? No, none of that. I literally listen to Alexa. I can't say it too loud or she'll start talking to me. <laughs> All right. What's the most embarrassing song you listen to on your A word? Literally, Alexa. I don't even have embarrassing songs. I'm such a good pick of music that it's literally everything is good. But um, I don't know, maybe a little Spice Girls or a little Miley Cyrus. Yes. Party I love me some Ginger and Posh. I do love um, or a little TLC No Scrubs. It's very good. A scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me. All right. If you were to be stuck on a desert island, but it could only bring one thing, what would it be? A blanket. Don't ask why, Spencer. Okay. I think it's very practical. I'm a very practical person if I'm going to be stuck somewhere. Okay. Go ahead. You see on Twitter all the time the Mount Rushmore of Cleveland sports athletes. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers? Two. Yes. Love it. All right. Well... Okay, I'm Jerry Lawler, obviously, because he watches the show. Still Undertaker. And I'm going to go with Stone Cold. Need one more for Mount Rushmore. You need four. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. I got it. Hold on. Um, Oh, this is difficult. This is difficult. This is difficult. This is difficult. 
because I would, I would, I would say here. Hold on, this is why uh, DX, but that's okay. multiple, right? We could count so, that. We'll count that. Okay, fine. They they okay. have to be together in one head. Okay, cool. Good, go. Okay, if you could go pro in any sport, which sport? Uh, baseball. Who would play you in a movie? Oh, someone obviously very lovely and you know well spoken. Uh, let's see. Um. I like, how about Megan Fox? If you, could be, if you could be on any game show on TV, which show would you pick? Family Feud. With so Matt you, Spencer. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Steve Harvey has that job, and I don't think that they, they're taking applicants. But <laughs> You don't think so? You don't know? No, no. But that's a man who can grow facial hair, Steve Harvey. <laughs> Well, side I, note, have you got, I do too. Have you ever watched his stand up? I have not, but I it's should. So good. I've yes. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. All right. Anyway, Ashley, you went to Kent I, State. Correct? Yeah. Okay. You have, Is that the question? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, they had several football players who went to the NFL, right? You have to build your team around one of the following three, okay? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Josh Cribbs. James Harrison, Andre Knott. Well, definitely not Andre Knott, as much as I love Andre Knott. <laughs> I'm going to go with James Harrison. Let's go. Um, sorry, I, you know, I like Josh Cribbs a lot. I love Andre Knott. I'm just going to go with James Harrison. Rapid fire, go on. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. Cats or dogs? Dogs, for sure. Do you believe in ghosts, aliens, and or Bigfoot? No, no, and no. Okay, last one. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. It's like cereal and soup, you guys. It just <laughs> is what it is. I don't understand the questions. It's silly. I like as a hot dog is a hot dog. But like when you think about like a Jimmy John's or Subway sandwich, that's like a folded over bun. It's a sandwich you just said, right? Dave did. Did you say I, a hot was... dog sandwich? I was just asking if it was a sandwich because it's between two pieces of bread. Right. I don't know why I don't think it is. Okay. Yes. You, you need but to I definitely, definitely, definitely don't think soup and cereal are a thing. Anyway, <laughs> well, that was our first ever rapid fire hot seat. So <laughs> that was thank fun. You for that. that was fun. And um, before we let you go, we are about to go into our Halloween segment. So how are you celebrating Halloween? And do you have any recommendations for the people for candy, movies, music, what to do, how to celebrate? Oh, man. Well, I like Halloween because I'm loving fall, but it's just gonna, I'm kind of boring because I moved into a new house last October. It was my first house that I bought. So I just handed out candy, you know, and this year I'm doing my niece is coming over. She's dressing up. She's two almost. She's going to be a cow and they're coming over her and my sister, my brother-in-law and my family. And we're going to hang out, watch the Steelers game during the day, get food, have drinks, then go into trick-or-treating and some spiked apple cider. I'm going to do some very fun, festive things around the house. So that's kind of lame, but that's the Halloween because that the is- Browns are on. So, you know. <laughs> That's actually, fair. actually this, I'm, I forgot. How do I forget this? So I'm going to Columbus Saturday, not for the Ohio state game. I'll just be down there. Cause I'm going 
shopping and whatnot. And on the way back on Sunday, before I get back to the game, I'm stopping at Grandpa's Cheese Barn, which is one of my absolute favorite oh my places gosh, in the world yes. to get some stuff to have as well. So like my day will begin at Grandpa's Cheese Barn and then I'll come home and get everything <laughs> What a day, get, right? Get some port wine cheese and start passing it out to the kiddos and the neighborhood. I will get you some cheese and bring it to work on Monday for you. Wow, you don't have to do that. I don't. I, don't I do not want rancid cheese when I come into work on Monday. Well, but, it can uh, go in the fridge. Oh, gee, thanks. But <laughs> get it together, man. Come on. I'm, I'm sorry, Ashley Collins. Thank you for joining the show. I, we really thank appreciate you for it. Having me. You I are welcome. You. Anytime you want to just kind of BS or whatever, we, okay. we don't take. So, yes, thank you I very think, much. I think Bruce said he wanted to come on next, so you guys will have to clear a spot for him. How about that? Did he actually? <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. We could talk him into it. We could talk. Yes, we could talk him into it. We are trying. I told you earlier today I was trying to get Matt Amodio from Jeopardy on, and uh, he hasn't responded. So well, I'm shocked. Actually, I'm shocked. I know. <laughs> I know. Ashley Collins, Maybe thank you for something joining from the Grandpa's show. Cheese Barn, and you guys have fun. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Ashley. All right. Thank you to Ashley Collins for joining us for that interview. Ashley, you're welcome on whenever you want, even though you are wrong about Joe Burrow. Yeah, I um, I was pretty happy with her um, being able to, you know, roast roast you a little bit about Joe Burrow. No, um, well, Ash is obviously an award winner, but she deserves another award for putting up with me on a daily basis. <laughs> like, that's a job in itself. And Fair enough. I tend to be a bit dramatic, as you know, Dave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I- I'm the Elton to your Bernie. So, uh, like, you're, you're, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> to everybody I affect in my life. <laughs> no, it's got, that interview has me soaked for the game, though, even though I was roasted a, substantial amount yeah dude she just texted me she said tell dave stewart suck and i hate him <laughs> i'm sure she said that she did not that is a joke <laughs> ashley is very nice did not say that i said that because i i don't like dave anymore <laughs> just for the next uh week pretty much yeah um do what colors are stupid don't say it black and yellow okay orange and brown yeah, it's unique. Okay, Dave. Yeah, and black and gold is too. No, it's not. You stole it from Iowa, first of all. They stole it from us. You stole it from the pirates. Oh my god. Oh, technically we we all stole it from the Pittsburgh flag, so. Um do you know who's a better athlete than Ben Roethlisberger? I could name many, but who? <laughs> I was gonna say Andrew McCutcheon and give you guys a compliment, but thank you. No, no, I, I don't even <laughs> I mean way. Like he's an old man. I can't argue with that. Yeah, I, uh, I also could have said um, Hector from Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh my god! Well, um, do you want to jump into our last segment of the day? Yeah, David. Spooky season. It is freaking spooky season. So we love Halloween. It is the best holiday, maybe besides Thanksgiving. I can agree with that. Uh, I like Christmas too. And yeah. St. Patrick's Day is my birthday. Oh, damn. Uh, do you know that? Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I don't know when yeah. your birthday is, but I'm glad you know mine. November 19th. I turned 25 less than a month. Oh, that's coming up, dude. We have right. to have a birthday episode. We got to get somebody on. Um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> some, somebody weird. Somebody birthday. weird. But no, our um, Spencer came up with this idea for our final segment 
to be the best musical albums for Halloween slash spooky season. Yes, because obviously we're celebrating Halloween. Um, I want to do albums and movies, but Dave's like, I don't know any movies. So we're like, all right, we're going to stick to albums. And uh, the one thing that makes Halloween so great is the spooky music you can listen to. And we have some recommendations for you because Dave and I both like some tunes. So how many do you have? I have three albums. How about you? I have three good ones, but six overall. So maybe I could throw in some oh. honor- I get thrown some honorable mentions at the end. Or you could do like two, one, two, one, two, one. I can do that. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Right, yeah, let's do that. Okay, go ahead. You want me to start first? Okay. Yeah. But it would have to be that way anyways. Um, okay. So I'm just going to start with my favorite ones first. So my first two, well, the first one that I have is a kind of a, a cheap pick, I guess. But um, and it is technically an album. It is the um, featured songs in Stranger Things season two. Some of the best mm. soundtrack that I've heard. No, dude, literally look it up. It is some of the best 70s and 80s music I like have ever heard in my entire life. So but it's like nothing originally wrote for it. Just the ambiance that that soundtrack sets, correct? Right. Not the OST. The okay. ori- no, don't get me wrong. Like, the Stranger Things original soundtrack is amazing. But like, no, the actual songs featured in it are really good for season two. Okay. Better than any other season. Okay. Other than that, my second one is another kind of easy one, but really popular. The Thriller album by Michael Jackson. Oh, God. Why didn't I think of that? Am I stupid? (laughs) I literally grew up listening to that album. (laughs) It's a banger. There's not a bad song on it. No, that is a 10 out of 10 album right there. And saying, saying that's like one of your favorite albums is like saying you know the godfather is your favorite movie but it's just so good you can't deny it exactly but yeah it's so good um while you were talking i just thought to add up but since you brought up the soundtrack to stranger things i thought of another soundtrack i like um it's from a 2014 movie called the guest and if you haven't seen that i highly recommend it with dan stevens um it's like drive but a horror movie and so it's very synth wave and some of the songs on there are just like so fitting for the Halloween season. You have a song called Antonio, uh, Cry of the Wind, Masquerade, Omniverse. Like it just sets the scene so well. Um, another album I have is from another film. However, this was written by Paul Williams, who he's one of those guys who writes so many songs, especially from the 1970s that you'll recognize even if you don't know his name. But it's from a movie called Phantom of the Paradise. Huh. And if you're familiar with Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah, I feel like it, that came out a year after Phantom of the Paradise and the movie might be better. However, the soundtrack on Phantom is so much better and I love that movie so much. It's a dumb movie and I, like just cheesy 70s stuff, but the soundtrack is unironically fantastic and perfect for the spooky season. I'll have to check it out. Yes, and the movie's hard to find. Um, I have it on DVD. But uh, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but if you get the chance to watch the movie, it's definitely worth a shot. But at, at least listen to this soundtrack on Spotify. All right. So another two for me. Is that how this is working? Yeah. Okay. Um, this one's kind of a, a personal favorite, and I think it kind of fits the vibe of Halloween. Uh, the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Oh, MCR, baby. Let's that go. entire album is just a banger. When I was <laughs> I am by that album. Oh my god, that album was like the peak of my emo phase. Um, oh my god. the my fourth one that I had 
I'm not sure if you're familiar with this band, but the neighborhood, the album, oh, wiped, yeah. the album, the album wiped out. Is scary love on that album? No, that was on um, one of their newer albums, but this was their, I believe, second album. But it's like a, it's much darker than what they even normally sound like, dude. Okay, two things. My peak emo phase was, um, the Ghost of You by MCR. Hell yeah, amazing music video. But it's funny that you brought up the neighborhood too, because that's one of my all-time favorite music videos. Um, it's called Scary Love, as I just mentioned. But it's the music video itself stars Tommy Wiseau from the movie The Room. Oh, that's sick. Which, if you don't know, it's the best worst movie ever made. Right. Like it has a huge cult following. Of course, I'm in that cult. Every like <laughs> theater showing The Room, I'm there throwing spoons at the theater. I love Tommy Wiseau. If you don't know who that is, we will have Reese Young back on to do an episode on that because Dave, <laughs> you need to see The Room. But right. I love both of the neighborhood and mcr but my next album is from well the next two albums i have actually are from two of some of my favorite bands um it's not my favorite album by either band but for the halloween season i think they're more fitting um walk among us by the misfits oh oh my god yeah my favorite misfits album by far is legacy of brutality however i feel like there's more stuff on this album that would be you know more appropriate for like the monster ghoul halloween season you have i turned into a martian vampira mommy can i go out and kill tonight hate breeders skulls night of the living dead and my personal favorite astro zombies so good love the misfits exclusively with glenn danzig they kind of had a weird phase where that he wasn't the singer but he's back with them as far as i know right so if you're into like punk music definitely check the misfits out for halloween season specifically this album all right is it all me yeah it's all you all right, and that's one kind of a classic for me as well. Another one for my emo phase, uh, Minutes to Midnight by Linkin Park. Oh, yeah. Basically, just watch just watch the original Transformers movie, and that's basically <laughs> the entire the entire soundtrack for it. Speaking of Megan Fox, like Ashley said. Yeah, right. <laughs> True. Um, and I'm, I don't know if we, we've talked about this final artist that I have, but the album Ceremonials by Florence and the Machine. Oh, yeah. It's Not like too. super dark. It, it's like it, it fits the like Halloween aesthetic very well. Yeah, Florence and the Machine's a great band. Not to be confused with Florence Pugh, the actress. <laughs> but uh, Florence and the Machine. Um, and then I'm, I'm so sorry. What was the previous one you just said? Minutes to Midnight by Linkin Park. Yes. Recipes Chester. But yeah, no, they're all great albums. My last one. It is from my favorite current rock slash metal band, Ghost, who I've talked about on the podcast before. My favorite album by them is Melioria, I think that's how you pronounce it. However, but I'm talking about the album prequel. It's all about the Black Plague in England. Ooh, that's cool. It's really cool. And my favorite ghost song, Dance Macabre, is on this album. But there's also songs you got Rats, Faith, See the Light, Miasma, which is an instrumental song, Witch Image, Life Eternal. Like the whole album is fantastic. Um, and it, I saw somebody describe Ghost as Black Sabbath meets ABBA. That sounds that's, lit. That's just a really, really accurate description. <laughs> and they won Grammys. They've, this album was nominated for Best Rock Album in 2019. But yeah. If you haven't gotten into Ghost, I highly recommend it. More, 
not I'm not gonna say more so than anything else I recommended, but currently they're like they're still an active band. They're very good. So go check out Ghost and specifically prequel for this Halloween season. All right. Well, there it is. Kind of our power rankings of good Halloween albums. Yes. And um before we go, Dave, what are you gonna dress like for Halloween this year? Oh, um, so my girlfriend Paige and I sh- also shout out to her. It's her birthday this weekend. Um, Ew. Boo. Yeah. It, it, we're going as uh, Daphne and Fred from Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay. Are yeah. you going to be like the, from the cartoon or are you going to be like the Freddie Prince, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gallagher? Um, probably the one from the like live action movie. If, oh. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that is the most 2000s movie ever. Oh, it literally is. It, it, it encapsulates it, it encapsulates yeah. everything, like everything that was my childhood. Yeah, and Matthew Willard, a Shaggy, of course. Um, even Juana Man had a cameo. <laughs> Mary- I don't know his real name, but the guy that played Juana Man, Mary Jane. That's like my favorite name. <laughs> <laughs> See, we could have done the Halloween movie segment, Dave. You could talk about Scooby Doo. Just, just Scooby. You know what? Yeah, that could that would go with the whole segment in itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Scooby-Doo, even the sequel with Seth Green, I think is in it. Yeah. And of course, high school Spencer's crush, Linda Cardellini as Velma. Oh my God. Dude from Freezing Geeks. Yeah. I, I, oh dude, I never made God. that. I never made that connection until like a year ago. I'm like, oh my God. Like that's literally her from that movie. Honestly, forget all the recommendations we gave you today. Just go watch Freaks and Geeks. It's so good. Watch Freaks and Geeks and watch the live action Scooby-Doo. And watch the Brown Steelers this weekend. Yeah. Watch uh, Case Keenum versus Father Time Roethlisberger. I'm not even <laughs> going to say that. He's like, uh, I don't know who's old. The guy from Squid Game. <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything else? Um, happy Halloween. Be safe. Um, you make a paper boat and it, you buy a, a sewer in the rain. Uh, don't go towards it because the clown is going to come out. <laughs> Um, don't go to sleep because Freddie will get you. Um, don't go to Camp Crystal Lake. Um, don't play with the box that's going to unleash a portal to hell. And Are you just scrambling for every movie reference you can right now? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> what's another scary movie? Um, scary movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you could do that. Just stay away from people in masks. And uh, oh, what are yeah. you doing as this Halloween? Oh, this Halloween, Gabrielle and I, we are going to be Rocky and Mickey. Okay, from, I dig it. From, yeah, and I am, of course, Mickey. Uh, Gabrielle's Italian. I'm not. I'm not going to, <laughs> you know, step on her thunder. But I wanted to be Drago, but she's like, no, actually, it was my choice. I'll I'll, I'll take credit for it. I wanted <laughs> to be Mickey, but uh, yeah. So I'm excited for it. I got a pink sweater, a black beanie, and I'm gonna eat lightning and crap thunder, as Mickey says. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Right. I'm excited for it, and uh. Let us know on Twitter. What are you going to be for Halloween? Send us pictures. We, we want to see who's listening, what you're dressed like, and we want to make fun of you on the next episode. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on all of our socials at the I-76 podcast on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Give us any input yes. of what you would like to hear or how we're doing. And, and once um, again, a uh, big thank you to Ashley Collins. Yes, thank you very much, Ashley. Yes, you are welcome on the show whenever you want. Um, and once again, Baker's better than Burrow. 
Let's go Steelers. Talk to you guys next week. See you. No, no, Dave. Don't have the show like that. Damn, dude. Let's go Browns. All right. Bye, guys. Let's go Steelers. See you. Bye. Browns. Browns. <laughs>